Stay gold. Hurricast. Stay gold. Hurricast. Welcome to the Golden Hurricast, a weekly podcast covering Golden Hurricane athletics at the University of Tulsa. I'm Ryan Token. I'm Matt Rexing. And I'm Pat Fox. And we're really excited about this show. Uh, some of the goals before we dive into kind of the meat of what we're going to talk about, we really want to try to offer some unique insight into Golden Hurricane athletics. We'd like to represent the university well. We'll do that as best we can. And I think we're going to start with covering primarily football and men's basketball. And then if this picks up steam and gets a little bit bigger, we will maybe spread into other sports, but we'll start with football and men's basketball. And maybe women's golf. It's the only sport we've won a national championship in. And probably our greatest athlete, Nancy Lopez, played women's golf. So I think women's golf is also going to be a big one, guys. I'm on board. Women's golf. It didn't get cut, did it? I know men's golf did. No, it's it's still there. Good. I'm glad we have women's golf still. Awesome. So women's golf. Look out for that coming up soon on the Golden Hurricast. So... Uh, let's jump in. Uh, let's talk a little bit about American Conference Media Days before we get started. Uh, Tulsa, unfortunately, picked to finish last in the West, and Memphis picked to win the West, and UCF picked to repeat winning the East and also repeat winning the Conference. So we were picked last in our division. What do you guys think? Think we belong there? Think we might outperform? What do you think going on? I mean, I don't want to say I'm biased, but I don't think I am. I have no connection to the University of Tulsa. But no, we're not going to finish last. Um, clearly, we're biased. We want it to you. But I don't think we're going to be like 11th in the whole conference and not worse in the West. I think we're going to have a back, bounce back here. I'm not surprised that we're last in the West. I mean, we did finish 2-10 and 10 last year, uh, which was really bad compared to 2016. So, I'm not surprised we're down there. I personally think that's probably we will be last in the West, but we'll be better than UConn and ECU. Uh, and UConn was per, like, had more points than us, which kind of surprised me. Um, ECU, I guess, makes more sense. So, I can see why we're going to be like, ranked last, but I think we'll be better than we're projected to be, at least. Yeah. Do you think UCF repeats conference champs? I do not. I think UCF is going to struggle a little bit, and I think that will hurt them in their you know, charge to the east. I think USF will take that. Really? They yeah. lost like their top two guys. Yeah, they still got all their coaches, which I think is pretty big. UCF is coming in with an entirely new system. Players win championships, co- coaches lose them. <laughs> All right, well, we'll see. Uh, yeah, I think of anybody like in the East. The East is so much, not so much, but it's worse. It's like objectively worse than the West because in the West you have Memphis or Houston or like, I mean, with what Navy does, I think they have a shot too. Um, but really in the East, it's maybe UCF, USF, and like Dark Horse Temple. Yep, agreed. I think I think Houston wins the West and also wins the conference. Houston's going to be the Dark Horse this year. They've got Derek King coming back. I'm sold on them being really strong in our conference. So I'm looking forward to seeing Houston play. Do you think there's any chance if an uh, American team goes undefeated, like they get closer to the college football playoff than UCF did last year? If UCF goes undefeated again, I think they make the college football playoff. Ooh, I think, that's a spicy yeah, take. If, I think two years in a row, I'm serious. If, if two years in a row gets you the respect, 
And people, they're on the map now. They have a lot of their players coming back. And with the end of the season, I think number 12, which, how do you go undefeated and be number 12? They, what, they beat Auburn in yeah. their bowl, right? Right. Yeah, it was Auburn. So they're coming off a huge win. They've got two Power 5 teams on the schedule. I think it's Pittsburgh and North Carolina. So not, not super strong Power 5s. Yeah, they're not very good. Yeah. They're like bottom of the ACC. But nobody, nobody <laughs> wants to play UCF. Because they're a group of five team that is going to beat you. And so no one's going to want to play them. Yeah, so it's hard for well, them to schedule good if you're a, If you're like a Power 5 school, if you beat UCF, I don't think it helps your resume that much. But if you lose to UCF, it really hurt, like hurts your resume. Yeah. So it's, it's, like, it's like they don't. They, you can only really lose things from playing UCF. You can't gain things. I know. And that's, like, that's what they're thinking is, I think. Yeah, the only way they're going to get people on their schedule is they're going to have to go on the road to beat them because yeah, I mean that's the only chance they're going to get people to actually agree to play. So, I yeah, think, I think UCF as the defending national champions from last season, uh, that's the only team that I think could make the playoff. I think if anybody else in our conference goes undefeated, they won't just because they won't have that recognition. It'll be interesting because Boise State is going to be the other you know probably at large bid that they're going to have to compete with. Yeah. So. Is anybody else like the only other schools I can think of is like maybe BYU or like San Diego State of like non Mm -hmm. I know like American's supposed to be better than like Mountain West or whatever but like those are the ones I can only think of that would kind of even make a push from the non-Power 5 yeah Boise is the only one I've seen yeah yeah, I got TCU's Big 12 now they used to before they were Big 12 I feel like you always get some sort of dark horse that comes out of nowhere type thing that's true that's true I think if Houston, like, kills people, like, not literally kills them, <laughs> beats them by, like, 50, if Houston dominates, really any team, like Memphis or Houston or UCF, they have a real shot, especially, like, Houston kind of has star power with Ed Oliver. Exactly. That's what I was going to say as well. Yeah. like, And that kind of, like, I mean, the college football playoff, it's a playoff, but it's still subjective. Like, they're, like, it's not, like, another, like, pro sports where it's, like, if you do this, you get in. Mm-hmm. Like, if you have this tie break over somebody, it's, like... It's still 12 people, or how many are on the panel, to choose who will go to the playoff. And I think so, like, if they say, like, oh, Ed Oliver has, like, 15 sacks, like, 30 tackles for loss, and they're beating everybody by, like, 50 a week, then they'll have a serious conversation about Houston. But, yeah. But they could also, like, lose four games. I wouldn't be surprised. They also usually have some big-time Power 5 teams on their school. Like, they, a couple yeah, years ago, they, it was Louisville. They beat OU, and they beat Louisville, yeah, yeah same year. That's kind of weird. They beat the two Power 5 schools, but I think they lost like three or four American games. Yeah, they did. They, they actually should have lost it to you. I know. Or tied at least. It would have yeah. been a tie, but like that, they overturned that one call. Yeah, it's, it's tough because they were really strong, and they were actually looking really good going into the, like, the last three games of the year, and then they like tanked at the end of the season. Yeah, they, they lost like SMU when SMU wasn't very good. I know. They got killed by them, and I think they lost like Navy and Memphis maybe. I know Navy, but and they should have lost to Tulsa. Yeah. TU should have made the college football playoff in 2016. 16, yeah. 16, yeah. If that rainstorm would have come in that Ohio State game, it was like 10 to 3. We're making a comeback. <laughs> and those two other losses were like all in like, they're kind of flukes. You can't play Navy at Navy the weekend after Veterans Day. That's just asking for a loss. Yeah, that was the worst. There's no chance you win that game. But I've said this. Not if there's a close call. I've said this many times. Like, the one thing that could defeat the actual United States Navy is a, a physical golden hurricane. <laughs> A giant watery windstorm with like pieces of gold in it. I mean, strong navy, top, best navy in the world. Dare I say? But still, an actual golden hurricane. I don't think they could beat it. 
I think we'd fare really well against Army and Air Force by that logic, but Navy might be most prepared to like withstand a hurricane. A golden hurricane. <laughs> but of the three branches, they would be the most prepared. Coast Guard. Coast Guard <laughs> is most prepared. Fair. The fourth branch. Yeah, they're like they're like the American of the branches. Nobody ever talks about yeah. them. <laughs> they're power they're yeah. a power branch of the military. Like it. Alright. Uh, okay, so let's talk about last season a bit before we kinda get into this season. Uh, last season was obviously it was tough. It was a very bad year for Tulsa football. Came off the ten and three year the year before that, looking really strong. Lost starting quarterback, lost some other people. Still had high hopes. We were preseason like kind of a dark horse to be strong in the West, win the West potentially, and went two and ten. So total roundabout awful season. Don't know what happened. Kind of know what happened, uh, but everything was bad. We had, I think I saw Kelly Hines on Twitter and in the Tulsa World maybe said we had the worst passing season statistically since 1995, which was, which is awful. I mean, it's, it's when I was born. That's a long time ago. Yeah, worst passing season since then. We had that kind of dual quarterback system going on. Um, it started off with President at the first year. Dual quarterback. We didn't really have a quarterback. Yeah, the zero quarterback system. It was yeah. tough. <laughs> But it started off with Chad, president, and he actually started off pretty well. Oklahoma State was the opener last year, and he was driving on them. Uh, we put up 20-something points against them. And then the second game, we put up like 40-something points, I think. Yeah, we won the second one. Then we, our defense didn't stop anybody at the beginning. That was what it was. Yeah. So, it was, yeah, it was just tough. Chad started off fine, but he wasn't getting, getting it done in the passing game. So he brought in Skipper, and he kind of came on towards the end of the season, but it wasn't enough. Um, he was just a freshman, so young young quarterback room. We're older this year, uh, but it was tough last year. And our our defense last year was it was kind of a joke. It was just really bad. Holes all over it. It was hard. What do you think? You guys agree those were kind of the lowest points, or what else do you think? Yeah, I mean the whole quarterback situation. So, like at the beginning, you said like President. He's like probably an elite running quarterback. I mean, seven point seven yards per carry, mm-hmm. and the off like our rushing offense. Despite how bad we were, we still had a really, really good rushing offense. But just, I mean, President isn't a good passer. He's inaccurate, and it's just hard to do. And, like, people figured it out after a while, like, President can't pass. Right. And Skipper did his best, but, like, it was his first, like, he kind of just got thrown in there. And it was like, we basically ran, what, the 51st best offense, efficiency-wise, or whatever you're going to go by, and, like, decent scoring-wise. But 51st best offense with not a real quarterback. I mean, yeah, six, that's impressive. Six passing touchdowns <laughs> and six interceptions. And like, I mean, you compare it to what Dane Evans did the year before, which is like one of the best years in TU history. But still, you go from thirty-two passing touchdowns to six. He had thirty-two go, passing touchdowns yeah. in your year. Oh my yeah. gosh! And like, I don't even know how many yards, but probably like at least a thousand less yards. Mm-hmm. I'd say this is a guess right now, because on the stat in front of me. But like, so much less passing yards, like so much worse, and we just can't run our offense with such bad you can't like yeah. no team's gonna win with such bad quarterback play it's the most important position for a reason yep what do you think matt uh yeah i thought we i mean chad president when he we were more prolific when he was in which is kind of weird because he was not as strong of a passer but i think a lot of that was because towards the end of the season they started bringing him in kind of when we were already like either in the red zone or pretty close to threatening because he had nine rushing touchdowns. Yeah, he's. So, not, I mean, sorry to cut you off, but like I think if we use him in the right way, he's a serious like. We shouldn't waste his talent and just have him on the bench. 
we should use president in some way, shape, or form. Absolutely. So I think he needs to get on the field. I think he showed that he's a, definitely a scoring threat. Um, the big question is, who are we going to trust to get us, you know, from our 20 down to their 20? That's that's the big question. Yep. So my one thing with that, like, so why I have some faith for TU this year from last year is, like, with the way our like our system is, so basically since we're a small school, like, the guys who come in as freshmen and sophomores aren't always going to contribute right away just because they're not, like, the top guys, and it takes some time for our coaches to develop them. Like, you kind of saw that with Dane Evans. Like, he was really bad his first couple of years, and then by the time his senior year and, like, fifth year senior year, he was, like, broke all the TU records. <laughs> So that's why I like that's why I like like Skipper this year. He is his redshirt freshman year, had a whole offseason to prepare, and I think like they have faith in him. I know Boomer might get some play and President will get red zone, but I think like Skipper is gonna do a lot better this year, and I think he'll have like at least twenty touch pass twenty passing touchdowns. Alright, I like it. Yeah, and so on the other side, our rushing defense was horrible last year. And then we have these like two I think they're sophomores. Like the three hundred pounders in the middle. Um, oh, the line. The two linemen, yeah, Robinson and Stevenson. Yeah. So when's the last time we had like three hundred pounders on the defensive line? Doesn't seem like since I've been. Yeah, I can't remember like having this big of a defense. So I think like so our youth became a little more mature and we got a lot bigger. I think that will help. For definitely won't go two and ten. Yeah, I agree. There are some. There are definitely some signs of life last year. Uh, the secondary is significantly better, significantly improved this year. It's going to be really, really awesome. I think, who are the starters supposed to be? A Caleb Evans and Reggie Robinson. Um, I went to the TU fall scrimmage just two or three weeks ago now, I think. Um, and one of the guys I noticed from that scrimmage that just jumped off the page was this corner who's, I think, projected as a second stringer right now, but uh, Allie Green. He's a sophomore, and that guy is 6'3". We haven't had a 6'3 corner I don't think, at least in my four years at TU, that's, six that's three. Rare fuck the NFL. Like most I know. Is like six yeah. foot. So he's a six three guy. He's not skinny either. He's a big dude, and he was getting after it um, during the scrimmage. He was all over the ball all the time. I was really excited by that guy. I'm hoping he breaks into the starting lineup. I don't know what the chances of that are. I know we've actually got some solid corners this year. Uh, Caleb Evans was a freshman last year, and he had some signs of greatness. Reggie Robinson's been there for a bit, and he's always been in the mix. So we Our should be pretty solid. Is kind of like a a quantity over quality right now, which it could be quality, but we have a lot of like guys with potential. Yeah. So it's not just like we're not depending on one cornerback. We have four guys who could start, and I think at least two of them will break out and be like average to above average. Yeah, who were the... You were saying we had a bunch of Juco guys coming Yeah, in? we had, like I think, seven three-star Juco guys, and I think only one is projected to start right now, and that's, um, what's his face, Malik Welch, or he might start. Him and Jawan Blankenship... Both have, like, because they're going to rotate in those D tackles. So Blankenship will get some time on the line. Welch will, too. I think there was a safety um, who will get some time, too, and a couple other guys. So, I mean, again, so seven new guys on defense, and we returned nine starters, I think. No, we returned we returned even more. Yeah, no, nine starters on defense. Nine starters, seven more guys. Like, we have, we have a lot more coming in. And so, again, quantity. Mm-hmm. In defense, you need to switch guys out because they're going to get tired. So we have a lot of, like, potential on defense. Let's just see if they can do anything. I think they're bigger and stronger than last year. And, I mean, you're going to be better than 128th yeah. in the country. Right. We have a lot of, like, potential to be top 100. I, I hope mean, so. I mean, not an offensive school. 
And we've got the pieces there this year. Yeah. I'm optimistic about it. Another thing. Oh, yeah. I feel feel like our defense, a lot of times we live and die by the turnover. And so that's going to be huge. Um, I mean. I think Woodfield will be huge. He's kind of a ball hawk. Yeah, he is. He's a monster. Yeah. So when we win the turnover game, we're obviously going to have a lot better chance. And so we just got to make sure that we're actually getting more turnovers than we're causing, which is going to be the big. Also, the one, the DN, who's like probably, our DNs are kind of, maybe it might be our weak position, but Travis Gibson says he wants to break the TU sack record this year. <laughs> so we'll see if he does it. I mean, like, I think every year somebody's like, oh, I'm going to break the record for my school. Yeah. But he's like pretty serious about it, and he's like, Montgomery likes him. And if we can get some sort of pass rush, I mean, that leads to turnovers. Hurry up a quarterback, get like strip sacks. And yeah, if, I mean, if we can get like one or two turnovers a game and not turn it over, I mean, that's so. That's basically two stops, and if we score like the forty points when we're good, that could be a ball game. Yeah, definitely. And another thing I saw from the fall scrimmage that was um, really obvious to me was that Hobbs is looking like a monster, and he was really good last year as well. So it's not a surprise, um, but he is not showing any signs of uh, falling backwards in his production. And then the biggest thing on our defense is, like we mentioned earlier, McKinley Whitfield. And he is a big guy. He's huge. He's fast. He's everywhere on the field. And I think he's going to be... We had him in kind of like a star position last year. And I think they're moving him back to a safety this year, which is great for our defense. I'm really excited to watch him. I know he's hungry for the, for the conference championship. I've seen him on Twitter about it. And I think he's going to be a first-team all-conference kind of guy. I'm really excited. And also, like, so safety I think is important because, Matt, you like to point out, like, explosive plays is something we can't give up. And safeties are really, like, important to that because deep middle of the field is what they cover. So if we have, like, a sa- like, a, like if our best players are safety, we can really cut down on the explosive plays because they are the last line of the defense. And so we won't, like, so many times last year, I remember just watching games, and it's like, oh, they just scored an 80-yard touchdown. <laughs> and it, was just, it got normal by the end of the season because it just happened so much where that we just gave up so many big plays. Yeah. That's why, I mean, the biggest thing to getting rid of the – big explosive plays is to try and limit the amount of time they're on the field because the longer like the more first downs you give them the more opportunity they they have to make a big play because a lot of times the big plays are you know just kind of a crapshoot on whether or not they're going to happen so the important thing is just to make sure that we're not letting them turn those third downs into first downs because if we can get them off the field faster that means we have more opportunity for our own explosive plays What's the most depressing stat from last year? <laughs> you mean the fact that we had three uh, punt returns for a total of four yards? That should be one of our weekly st- uh, <laughs> weekly segments. Matt's depressing stat of the week. <laughs> yeah. So we uh, we did not stop teams from either, I guess they would either punt out of bounds or just kick a field goal or score on us. It was not great in that regard last year, so... Hopefully, all we can do is go up. Agreed. And I think one of the only like bright spots from last year, um, aside from like Justin Hobbs and Shamari Brooks being the breakout player of the year, uh, was our O-line. And we haven't really talked about them yet. And they are huge. They're, they were really hyped last year. And we I think we only lost one, maybe two of those guys. Um, I think two, yeah. So lost two of those guys. But they are a big group of guys. All of them are on or like a majority of them are on these watch lists for the preseason that we'll get into in a bit. 
Um, but at the at the fall scrimmage, I saw that I was sitting on the sideline, just kind of looking at our team, and uh, Tyler Bowling was on the sideline, and that guy, he's like, he is a ma- massive man. He is a big, bald dude, big old beard. He's super fun to watch. Uh, really hyped up on the line, and is clearly like, I think he's going to be an NFL pick this year. He's going to tear it up. I can't wait to see Tyler Bowling out there and his lumberjack beard destroying people. Yeah, the interior of our line is really big. Uh, Tiller Buckshot, like he's a that's a great name by the way. <laughs> yeah, Tiller Buckshot is probably yeah. best on the team. Yeah, we'll see. But yeah, I agree for now. Um, but like he's three twenty five. The interior is big, and that's why like our running attack. I think Skipper's gonna be better. I think our passing has to be better, but we're still like Shamari Brooks might be our best offensive player. Agreed. I think he is. Yeah, and he's gonna run behind those three guys. And I think. Well, he averaged like 5.3, 5.5 last year. He could get north of 6. Me and Token were talking about it. We think he has the potential to lead the AAC in rushing. And you think the, the country, right? I think so. That's going to Yeah, I'll get into that in predictions. And I think he's going to be up there. I mean, with our line and the amount he was destroying people at the end of the year before he got hurt last year, I think he's got a shot. I hope they... The one thing I hope they do is use him more in the passing attack. Because um, yeah. we, we've been like historically... We talk. I mean, so we kind of only throw to two receivers, um, like the the share, the target shares like in the fifty-five to sixty percent of the last two years. It's been we throw to just our top two receivers, and we don't really use our tight ends or running backs yep. in the passing game. And tight ends, that's fine. We we've never really had any like really good tight ends. But I mean, running backs are some of our best players, and especially Brooks. He's kind of a small guy. He's five nine. He's under two hundred pounds. Mm-hmm. He's kind of shifty. Yeah. I think we can use him in kind of like an underneath game. And that'll help getting Skipper confidence. Because if he can hit the short throws, then maybe he'll have more confidence and hit a couple of long ones. Yeah, looking at it, you know, between D'Angelo Brewer and Shamari Brooks last year, they had a total of 5% of all the targets. <laughs> That's yeah, not so, good. Yeah. yeah, I mean, what the heck, man? So that definitely has room to improve, and I think it can. Yeah, another player I think is that's primed, kind of ready to break out, Hopefully, I want him to really bad. Is uh, Keelan Stokes? Yes. And yeah, he was he was really he's a quick kind of smaller guy. He's Kevin Lucas's little brother. Um, and if you, any of you you all probably remember Kevin Lucas, yes, yeah. from two years ago. He's yes. like the best receiver we've had in a while. Yeah, I think. yeah. And he was like the same way, small, yeah. really fast, and made all these big plays because he's Great. quicker than everybody else. Really good hands. Good. Well, our routes aren't too complicated, but I thought he was a really good route runner for mm-hmm. what TU does. And I think I'm surprised by how low Stokes is on like the uh, Tulsa World projected depth chart. Yeah, he's not even listed on the actual. I know. Rank. I'm like, I think he could be our third best wide receiver, behind Hobbs and Johnson. Yeah, I didn't understand that either. I don't know if he's just supposed to be kind of like I don't know. Are we supposed to assume that he's going to be there? I think they would put it on the depth chart, but uh, I don't know. I think he's definitely going to be there. He had and maybe he's hurt. Did he get hurt? Soon? I don't think so. But he like he's so explosive. Like last year. He only had six catches, but half of those catches were for over 25 yards yeah. and touchdown. Right. He was a, not all of them touchdowns, but like he had big, big plays. And that's that's why I'm hoping we get more than, what, three punt returns this year? Because he is our punt returner. <laughs> yep. And he could, I mean, yeah, if he gets 10, one him, in 10 touchdown, who knows? Give him some field and he can make, make some plays. So Stokes will be really big, I think, this year. Uh, but when I, I think the biggest battle clearly is going to be the quarterback side, at least going into the season. Maybe it'll settle, settle itself out after games one or two. But it seems like it's going to be less between Skipper and President this year, 
and more between Skipper and Seth Boomer. And Seth Boomer was a guy who I didn't even have on my radar screen um, three weeks ago. And then I saw him at the fall scrimmage. I started paying attention a little bit more to him. And that guy has a cannon arm. He's a little bit taller than Skipper, I think. Like one inch. One inch, okay. So eh, it, it, it counts, but he's, he's got a really strong arm. He was clearly, I mean, look to me, at least during the scrimmage, he was the one that had kind of the, the cleanest throws. They were coming out of his hand the tightest, and he, they were going long, like he had the best long ball. So I'm big on Seth Boomer, but that's just a one-game sample size. I don't have, uh, you know, enough to really have a real strong opinion on him, but he seemed really good. My sample size is even smaller. I saw, like, one, I was, like, the news was on for some reason at my house, um, and I saw one pass from him. And it was just a wobbler. So that oh, one crap. sample size, I'm like, I don't, I don't buy this Seth Boomer hype. And the one, and they showed a Luke Skipper pass, and it was like a 40 yard bomb to Hobbs in the end zone. That's that's the media bias getting to you. Is it? Yeah. Is it? I don't know. We're we're the media now. So <laughs> what's our bias? My team, boom. We're such scum. I just want to say that how lucky we are to have President Skipper and Boomer as the names of the quarterbacks we're choosing. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Because those are all awesome. <laughs> Uh, but I'm pretty sure Scooper's, Scooper, Skipper's going to get the nod uh, just because he's a known commodity. We know what we're going to get out of him. Hope, I mean, he'll be improved from last year. I have almost no doubt about that. Uh, Boomer, I think, just not knowing what he's going to do, and I, I don't think he gets the nod. He's also, I don't know how much weight you know, comes into the quarterback because he's not a lineman, but he is 23 pounds lighter. Six. Six from, six from what we're watching. We're uh, at. Okay, yeah, I must have an outdated uh, thing on here from earlier. So six pounds is not anything to worry about then. But yeah, yeah I think it's more Skip, Skipper played last year. We saw Skipper. Boomer only has, like, his only experience is the scrimmage. So I'd say, like, maybe he gets reps, you know, at the end of Central Arkansas, our games, if we blow him out. So, like, if Skipper, how many games, if Skipper's doing badly... How many games do you think it takes for him to get the start? Uh, after Texas, I think that's game two, right? That's game two. So yeah. I think if Skipper look, if we barely beat Central Arkansas or lose to Central Arkansas, and then we're gonna blown out by Texas, I think they bring in Boomer in like the halftime, and I think if he shows like any signs of competence, then he'd start game three. Yeah. So I think first two games, Skipper really has to impress, especially. I think especially the first one, because it's an FCS opponent, so if you, like, show out, and I think, so, basically, all of his touchdown passes from last year, he had three, I think he should throw three against Central Arkansas. Dang, that's a big game for against anybody, though. I know. Well, okay, for, like, but still, it's the worst, like, quarterback year ever. We have to be better. Yeah. And, like, he has to, like, show some signs of confidence. Maybe even, like, so touchdowns can kind of be, like, because if we're at the one-yard line, we might give it to the running back. At least 250 yards. I'd say 300 would be better, but 250, I think, is a reasonable expectation for the first game. Yeah. So 250, two touchdowns. If he has that, I think that's a good game. And maybe because he can kind of run, so maybe like 20 to 30 yards rushing. But I think against Texas, really like kind of the same thing. It's, I mean, it's going to be hard to beat Texas. Yeah. And they have a good defense, but if he, especially if he can kind of show, like, fit the ball in there against Texas, one of the top defenses in the country... That would like, that would show signs. Yeah, I don't know. I think I think it'll take three games. Even though I'd I'd love for him to start the season, even just because I like the new guys all the time. But Skipper's gonna be solid. But I think it would take three games. Like the if grass we, is always greener. The guy you don't know about, it's like yeah. 
you see in Skipper, like, oh, he, you know, he sucked last year. But so then, like, Boomer could be this year's Skipper. And it's like the next year you'll be like, oh, I want the new guy because Boomer was lame last year. Yeah, that's my that's my crux. It's always what I'm thinking. But, like, I said, like, I, you know, like, like earlier I was like, you need time to develop these players because they're not, like, big stars coming out of high school. You need time for these coaches to kind of get them, like, become legit college football players. Mm-hmm. And I think Skipper can become that this year. Yeah, he could, and I, that's why I think uh, realistically, I think it would take three games or instead of two. Because if we lose or barely beat Central Arkansas, that can be spun off as just oh, we came into the season slowly, whatever. Mm-hmm. Texas, we're not expected to beat, so that's an that's like everyone's expecting a loss there. But then if we except go, for me, because I have faith and I'm a true TU fan, you guys <laughs> are all haters, right? So except from Pat, then if we go into Arkansas State. Against Arkansas State and lose that game. That's a big one because that's that one time, we could win and could lose. That's a 50-50 yeah. game. And at that point, we're either one and two and or zero oh and three. Montgomery or is coming off a two and ten season, <laughs> and so Montgomery is going to be all of a sudden like, holy crap! I'm kind of scared for my job all of a sudden. You know, so if T- we're if we're at that point in the season, then he's going to pull in. That's I, an interesting thing with Montgomery's job because he had such a good year and I think a good two years. And Matt's paper is stuck to his arm because it's a thousand degrees in this room right now. <laughs> but so, with our financial situation, and he's got a lot of money left on his contract, it'd be kind of hard to say like we're gonna pay a guy like millions of dollars to not work for us when you're like the actual university is in kind of like a financial crisis, mini crisis right now. It's yeah, like, I'm not too worried. I mean, last year was his first bad year, but yeah. it was like the bottom fell out. It was like, that's a total one. I think it was because it was young, young team. Yeah. And I don't think, I think a lot of it was that Chad President couldn't throw a football. But and I think there's a lot of faith in Chad President because he was this four-star recruit yeah. and all this stuff. And people were like, oh, like, President's supposed to be the big guy and he's just going to take over where Evans was. And I think part of it was that and part of it was our defense got so much worse because they were young. Mm-hmm. And now with one more year of experience... And hurt. The secondary had a lot of injuries. This is like, so, I don't know if we talked about it yet, but so TU's like the weirdest record team. Yeah. Like we've had six years, three 10 win seasons, three, or, or two, two 10 win seasons, two 10 loss seasons. Yeah. Which is pretty crazy. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Like not, not many schools can do that. Like, <laughs> yeah. We're good at Alabama. We're good at unpredictability. Yeah. Just, so just we're the most fun. unpredictable team. And I think Montgomery's going to have some tricks up his sleeves. Trip sleeves. Tricks up his sleeve and do some funky stuff this year, and I think you get a chance to kind of surprise people. There's no tricks up our sleeves because literally none of us have sleeves on right now. <laughs> True. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. I'm optimistic. I think we're going to be solid this year. But even like you're saying, with all this, with all that returning talent that we've got this year, if we're 0 and 3, that's gonna he's gonna be sweating a little bit. I agree. I mean, if he loses every game, he'll probably be fired because. It's it's the yeah. biggest sport. If he loses every game, yeah, but Obviously. I think that's a little ex- exact. Well, I mean, you look at Matt's like predictions for this year. We're gonna lose every game. And it's going five and seven. <laughs> yeah. That's I feel like that's reasonable based on last year. I also think I don't know if Skipper. I would rather not pull him sooner because I think one thing that you can't discount is consistency. And if we're just switching our quarterback, you know, maybe multiple times through the season, that's gonna make it harder. I also yeah. didn't like how at the beginning of last year we kind of like did a drive for uh, president, did a drive for skipper, like kind of like kind of like oh we don't know the quarterback yet. It's a lame, it's a super lame saying. But like if you have two quarterbacks, you don't have one. You mean at the beginning of last season? Yeah, yeah. So I think if we just like kind of like 
straight away say Skipper's our guy and let him take the reins. And that's going to make him feel more confident it's, and everything, too. Yeah, I'm okay with like using, if we specifically say President's kind of like a specialty guy for like goal line and mm-hmm. red zone situations, I like that. But like, I think how they're saying it right now, I think it's good that they're saying Skipper's our guy. Well, they haven't really said that yet. Had, they kind of, well, Nobody's Montgomery, I saw, said he had a lot of confidence in him, and it kind of sounds like they're leaning towards Skipper. Yeah. And it doesn't sound like they're going to do like, the two like split drives thing did. Yeah, I hope not. I think you're right about that. I didn't. I wasn't really a fan of them doing that last year either. You kind of gotta. I mean, it might. You gotta take a. You gotta take a gamble, and you gotta say, "Screw it, Skipper's our guy," or "Screw it, Boomer's our guy." You can't play like wishy washy. Yeah. You gotta make a decision, and you can change that decision, but don't like do like the, the split drives. The whole offense will be confused too. Yeah. So you think Skipper gets the start? I think we all agree Skipper's going to start game one. So game one's coming up. Uh, it's a week from yesterday. Saturday, September 1st, we're playing Central Arkansas. Uh, I don't know a whole lot about them. What do you guys think? you think that's an easy win for us? Or yeah, are they going to be a strong, strong FCS team? Trash. I no, I'm kidding. I don't they, were, they were a very strong FCS team last year. They were the fourth seed in the FCS oh, playoffs. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Uh, they actually got upset by New Hampshire. In the playoffs, yeah, FCS powerhouse in New Hampshire. Yeah, you know everybody, big, <laughs> big, big problem. Uh, yeah, Central Arkansas is not. I mean, if you're gonna play a team in the FCS, they're probably a good one, just because I, you would guess that they're gonna be close to an FPS, like maybe a bottom level team. Uh, they were really good last year. They were a very strong offense and defense side, but they are losing most of their players, starters. They lost their coach too, right? Yeah, their coach. I don't know where he went. I'm assuming he went. You know, bigger and better somewhere in the FBS because you know, why well, stay in the FCS at that point? Maybe to the Italian Football League with James Landers. <laughs> yeah, the Bologna Warriors. You guys like that segue? Good segue. I did. Yeah, it was <laughs> wonderful. Except we're still on this topic. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> segue or more of a more of a side note because I'm still trying to talk about Central Arkansas. Well, um, the poll vote side note or segue after the show. <laughs> yeah, tweet us at whatever we are, Golden Hurricanes. So, Central Arkansas last year, they were scoring an average of 36 uh, while holding their opponents to about 18. Uh, so, I mean, that's... It's been an easier first game than last year. We played Oklahoma State <laughs> with, like, Mason Rudolph and James Washington. Yeah, yeah, I guess. I guess it's easier. Um, the big thing is, yeah, they're, they're losing most of their starters, like I said. Uh, their quarterback last year, uh, the one who I'm, I don't know if they haven't, there's nowhere listed online who their starter is. Yeah. But the guy who I'm pretty sure is their starter uh, played like seven games last year and had a total of three pass attempts. Huh. So, wow. what, yeah. How did he play in seven games and what was he different for so that? I assume maybe he just like took snaps and kneeled. I don't know if those count <laughs> yeah. or anything. Do you think we'll score over this kind of the thought I had, because I played bad teams last year, our offense still did pretty good. Do you think we score over 50 points against Central Arkansas? Yes. What about you, Token? I don't know enough about Central Arkansas. So, like, against Louisiana Lafayette and Toledo, we scored at least, I think, 51 and 66? I don't think we do. Being the fourth best FCS team last year, like, they have to have something Mm -hmm. good going on. Yeah, but last year we put up 66 against Louisiana Lafayette, we put 51 up against Toledo... They scored 54, by the way, and we lost that game yeah, in a breaking fashion. Yeah. And still. We put up 45 against Houston. We put up 34 against SMU. That's not, I mean, that's not that much, but... I mean, I think even, we get potential. I think we get at least 50. Yeah. Yeah. The big question Maybe. is, do we hold them to under 30? <laughs> yeah. 
It seems like it with if this we, year's defense. If we hold them under 30, I think that's a good sign for our defense. If we hold them under, like, yeah, 30. If we hold them under 20, that's honestly... Did we hold anybody under 20 last year besides, like, New Mexico, who we yeah. lost that game to? New Mexico was the... Houston, Houston we held to 17 in that game. Okay, yeah. Okay. yeah and good. then that So, yeah, under 20, it. I think... Actually, I think under 20 would be a good sign for our defense against an FCS school. So that that would be about a 30-point win, which, what do we try to do with, like, eight? So yeah. that would be that would be a good sign for us having, like, a really big bounce-back year. Probably, yeah. like, under 30 and, like, like a 10-point win would be, a, like, a decent. Yeah. yeah. So not a whole lot to talk about because... I mean, there's, you don't know a whole lot about FCS teams. They're harder to get a read on, especially when you're opening up your season like that. Um, but I think it'll be good. It'll be very telling how our season goes from here, just based on how our defense plays, how our offense plays, if our, and how consistent we are. On if our sides. starters are playing in the fourth quarter, it's probably a bad sign for the rest of the year. Yeah. I think so. I think we'll lean heavy on Brooks at the beginning of the year. I think he could probably. I think he'll have two hundred yards in the first game. Yeah, I mean that's gonna be. I think it'll be a huge game for him because it's because the FCS it's a, defense. It's FCS defense, and I think there's like they're like they say there is, but there's not that much confidence in the quarterback. I know I said like Skip will have like a decent game, or it'd be good for him to have like two fifty and two touchdowns. But I think Montgomery is gonna put a lot of like. Mm-hmm. A lot of touches for Brooks. I think so too. I think that also just takes a lot of pressure off of Skipper. Exactly. If our yeah, running game saying, is putting yeah. us like doing whatever they want on the field, then it's a lot less stress on him, and so he can. You know, and we do a lot of like the RPO, right? I'm trying to remember, but like so, the, if we get the running game going, then he can pull out and kind yep. of give like good passes. Right. That would be key for Skipper. I mean, Brooks, second best or second best player on the offense. Right. Really, him and Hobbs are going to be so big for Skipper. Or Boomer, whoever it is, I think Skipper, and their development mm-hmm. and confidence as a quarterback. Hobbs is the beast. I saw like yeah. I saw those catch you know those two those two plates I saw they're both catches by Hobbs. Boomer threw a wobbler and Hobbs still caught it. Yeah, like, with like a DB in front of him. Yeah. He's huge and he's so good. He had the one last year where he like caught it in front of the guy's helmet, like caught it on his head and fell down with yeah. the guy mm-hmm. and still caught that thing. That was amazing. Hobbs had a monster year last year without a quarterback. I know. Yeah, he's, he's dangerous. He's so good. I don't know his 40 time, and that's key for NFL. And I know he's like a fifth year, but I think he has the potential to go like get a get a maybe undrafted, but kind of make a roster next year yeah. in the NFL. Yeah, he's another guy who's going to be threatening to be. He kind of reminds me like a better Kiaris Garrett. He's, he's, a, yeah. a, he's a big dude he's like him. He's probably faster. T- I, I bet he's faster. I think Kiaris he's faster. Garrett. He probably runs like a 4 6, I'd say, like from Washington. Yeah. He's, I think he's one of our best receivers. And if we have a decent quarterback this year, he could like he could light the AC on fire. Yeah, and yeah, I think he's got a shot to be first team All Conference because oh, we sure. lost so many good receivers in the conference. Sutton's gone, and Miller, Miller's gone. Miller's so good. Just got in my fantasy draft. Big year for the Bears. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think yeah, Miller was so good last year. Yeah. So I think yeah, he's going to be threatening to be the best in the league in receivers. We might have the best receiver and the best running back, which means we got to have more than two wins. Come on. Okay. I mean. 12, 13, 14. <laughs> yeah. Where do the wins stop? Yeah, they don't. They keep coming. This is the beginning. We So I call, I mean... 14 would be the max, right? So I would assume they'd have to stop at that I point. I don't believe it, but I just kind of want it on tape. Like, if we, like, cut this later, like, TU's going to go 14-0 and 0 this year. 
Should I just say every record possible so I have it on every, like every... Yeah, we'll just we'll have that on the... TU's going 0-12 oh this year. TU's going 1-11. Oh, okay. TU's going 2-10. <laughs> uh, yeah. Now we're going to go 3-9 and nine and you're going to have it. You're not going to get it, right? Oh, God damn it. Yeah. All right, so before we jump into predictions and closing it out, um, let's talk about, real quick, we got a bunch of players on kind of these preseason award watch lists. So just so everybody knows, let's run through those guys. Um, we've got Justin Hobbs, who is our best receiver. He's up for the Blitnikoff Award, which is given to the outstanding FBS receiver. Shamari Brooks, up for the Doak Walker Award for the best running back. A uh, bunch of our offensive lines, so three of the three of the guys on the line. We've got Willie Wright, up for the Warfel Trophy, who is, that said, or that's for the, quote, player who best combines exemplary community service with athletic and academic achievement. It's the only trophy that uh, TU players had, according to the ESPN oh, yeah. page. Who that Paul Smith had it like in the mid two thousands. Nice repeat. Let's yeah. go. We're really get it. Come on, Harry's a really nice guy, so he can get it. Yeah, he's Dude. also up for the that good work, the Allstate Good Works team, which right, I think yeah, Dan, Dan, Dan was on that in twenty sixteen. They just, I think they just saw something on Twitter about his like jersey with that little patch. Yeah, he's I saw in, that he's too. In the locker room now. Does that mean he did actually win that? He was on the team, but I mean, they had, it's like a full team. Yeah, yeah but so he did. Are you it's nominated? Like an American team, but are you like, nominated and then you make the team? So he like actually made the team. Yeah, I think it was, it was a preseason. It yeah. was a vote at the end of the season because I I got to vote. Nice. So he did. Okay. Awesome. Uh, media. Yeah. So maybe we'll repeat. Have Willie on there. Uh, we've got our center Chandler Miller, another in, another offensive lineman going for the Outland Trophy, which is given to the best interior lineman. And then Tyler Bowling, another Outland Trophy nominee. And then the last one we've got is Cooper Edmiston. He was up for the Bronco Nagurski Trophy. It was actually for the best defensive player in general. That one confuses me. Yeah. So did they nominate somebody from every team? I don't know. Because we had the worst defense, or second, or third. Third worst defense last year. I don't even think he's our best defender. I don't know if he's bad, but, like, Woodfield's got to be our best defender. I know. And I think he's not even our best linebacker. I think Diamond Cannon's going to have a better year. So that one's there. was like, you know, go Tulsa a bone. Yeah. You know, just give him one award. Yeah, I don't know, man. It is weird. And not to say anything bad on Cooper. I'm sure he's going to have a big year, but it just it was surprising to me. Yeah, yeah. So I don't want to talk trash on Cooper Edmondson, but it is kind of out of nowhere. Yeah, it really is. It's strange. Uh, okay. Are you ready to jump into predictions? Yeah, I think All good so. with that? Okay, cool. So let's go through kind of record, what we think is going to happen. Um, game one, you know, next week, next Saturday, we've got Central Arkansas. I think we're all chalking that one up as a win, right? We said... Everybody's got the dub there. Matt. I, yes, I do have that win. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Do we want to wanna put what we think the score is going to be for that one since that's next week? Oh, that's a good call. Ooh. Oh, man. Let me... I don't know. Do you guys have any definitive thoughts on this while I think of my score? I'm going to say 55 to 27. Okay. I'll put us at... I'll lock that in. I'll put us at... That's Matt a, the week. Four, I'll put us at 45... 45... 28. Uh, probably 69 to 10, just for <laughs> hilarity's sake. Uh, Fair. But I think we could get into the real score. We got 66 last year against our one. Yeah, so yeah, I'll say 69 to 17. Like it. 17 to 30. a pretty big win. Yeah. <laughs> That's a big win, but I, I'd be all for it. If they could score 17.38 points, I would have said that, <laughs> but they can't. All right, so everybody's got the win, Central Arkansas. Week two, we're going to Texas, to Austin. I'm going to that game, really excited. 
but I don't think we come out of there with a the win. They're going to be too too tough. They've got Tom Herman there in his second year, coming from Houston in our conference, where he, he was always beating us. And I think Texas is going to be too much for us to handle. I don't think it's going to be necessarily very close. I want to believe, because I'm a believer. I'm a dreamer. So I say we win that one, but it's completely like just to you fandom that's saying that it's going to be tough. And I think I have a, I'll have a better idea after week one to see if we're complete trash or good. <laughs> um, and I think we'll be good. So, but you know, just I want an upset, and we haven't upset like a Big Five team in a long, long time. We should have Arkansas a couple years ago, but I think we beat Texas. Like it. I think we lose. I think traveling to Texas. You know, on the road, week two against yeah. a top twenty-five Texas team. As, I, the as crowd a is, I don't think the crowd's going to be that big of a deal. Yeah, I don't think we're going to win. I think the only way we win is if this like uh, Urban Meyer scandal hits Herman a little <laughs> more. Yeah, uh, or maybe he, you know, he was like, was it him? This is like all. So I, I'm not a reporter. I don't know everything. But wasn't there something like Zach Smith went to a strip club with another assistant coach, and people think it was Tom Herman? Yeah, it was like an un- <laughs> unnamed coach, and that. everybody thinks the unnamed coach was Herman. So unless something like that back like comes back, which I don't think it will. Are we breaking that? <laughs> I don't think we are. Um, we don't want to break that if 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 we are, because that well, maybe that's not even true. We're gonna break the glass ceiling. That's for sure. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure I'm fairly confident Texas is a loss. Yep, agreed. Pat, you're the lone holdout for Texas, but I hope it happens. That would be awesome. Week three, Arkansas State. They were what seven and five last year, so pretty pretty solid. They're usually pretty strong. Uh, I have them as a win, but I don't think it's going to be anywhere close to a blowout. I think that'll be a pretty tight game. I think we also win. I know my friend Matthew disagrees with us. Are you going to say that for every pick this <laughs> that we go over? Yeah, is it probably. wrong, Matt? Is it wrong? It's not. I mean, I, Matt, like I said, we... Matt, can you answer me a question? Are you ever happy? I, Why do you hate happiness so much? I, I think it's just because maybe I've never known happiness. <laughs> That's not surprising. About this game, though, specifically, I think this game is the linchpin of the entire season. Um, right now, I have it chalked as a loss. Um, but this is the one game where if we win this... I think we make a bowl. I have us losing it, and so I think we'll miss out on a bowl this year. But I think this game determines it. All right. So I really think we're going to make a bowl. And so me and Matt, we're roommates. And we do this bets. We did it for baseball. Like if the Braves win the NL East, Matt has to sleep in my dog's bed for a night. Yeah, it's not (laughs) looking so hot for me right now. Yeah, so I think we should do that bet again. If the TU makes a bowl, you have to sleep in Mox's bed. And if they don't, I'll sleep in Mox's bed. Not with Mox. It's tiny. Like literally, we have, it's a tiny little dog bed, like maybe three feet by two feet. <laughs> it's not big. And Matt's a big guy. I'm a big guy. And yeah, so I think we should do that for this. Do you agree, Matt? Yeah, I'd do that. Okay. Live on the air. Well, now we have the bet. Shake on. They're that. shaking hands. Yeah, you hear this handshake on this, you know, on this mic. Yeah. <laughs> right, that's probably enough. <laughs> All right, so, so week Matt's four. sleep in that dog bed two times this I year. Would, I mean, if that if that's what it takes to get us to a bowl game, I would be more than happy to, to you know go to bed there. <laughs> All right, week four we've got Temple at Temple. That's one of the one of our two Thursday games in a row. Uh, Temple, they were really bad at the beginning of the year last year, and then they were very good at the end of the year last year. And that's because they started the year with this guy Logan Marchie as their starting quarterback. And they were tanking, 
So they swapped him out, put in Frank Newtile, and he was killing it for the last half of the season. And they've got second-year coach now, Jeff Collins, who I think was the defensive coordinator at Florida. I can't remember. Something at Florida. And so he's got he's there, kind of some stability there at Temple this year. So I think Jeff in his second year, combined with Frank Newtile being strong at quarterback, I think they're going to be too much for Tulsa to handle. And so I've got that one as a loss. What about you guys? I agree because, one, traveling on the road for Thursday is pretty tough for college. Yeah. It's like the middle of like your classes and all that. So that's always tough to do. Um, I don't think like Temple's like a crazy road environment. I think they play at the Eagles Stadium, actually. They do. Yeah, so it's, they're not going to fill that there. Yeah. <laughs> um, the link. Uh, so I think we do lose just because it is tough, and I think Temple has like the shot to win the East. Yeah, they could be a dark horse to win it. Yeah. Oh, this is, I guess, awkward because this is a game that I actually have as a win. Matt! Yeah. Wow, I'm proud of you. This is the only road win I have for Tulsa. Um just because I think it is the easiest team for us on the road, just matchup-wise. Because, mm-hmm. um, I mean, who else do we? We have Houston, Arkansas, Memphis, and Navy. Yeah, and we have a very difficult road schedule, yeah. and I take that personally, FBS. And so I think that we're going to pull – I think we pull off a road win this season, and I think it's going to be against Temple. Uh, hopefully, you know, we need – it's either going to be momentum from Arkansas State or a bounce-back game right there. But I do have this as a win. Nice. I do think so. Us in Temple, like people, this one, we're obviously biased, but so that could be like if we win two and one or three and out or like two and one and we barely lose to Texas, we could have a lot of momentum in that game. And that could, yeah, like you're saying, like Skipper gets confidence or Boomer gets confidence, whoever quarterback is. I think that we could pull the upset there and kind of like, because when we're good, like we kind of beat the Temples pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. I, there's there's a shot there for sure. It's gonna. I think it'll be close regardless. But aren't they also we'll TU? See. They are. Yes, because yeah. when you search for TU TV, when you search TU TV, the first one that comes up is Temple University TV. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Disgusting. At least on Google. I didn't check Bing or Ask Jeeves. Okay. It could be on that too, but on Google. <laughs> Temple, Ask Jeeves. Is well, it still Ask Jeeves? I, don't, I, think, I think that's maybe. gone now. No, I think now you have to use Google, Bing, or DuckDuckGo. If you use Bing, it's kind of messed up. <laughs> I won't say why it's a family podcast, but Matt knows why. <laughs> All right, moving on. So, uh, what week are we on here? Five? Week five we've got. Yeah, so. <laughs> We're at Houston. So it's our second Thursday game in a row, which is better than having them not in a row because then we get at least get a full week off. Yes, true. Um, so we've got two Thursdays in a row. This one is also away. So going from Philadelphia. Temple's in Philadelphia, right? Yes. Yeah. No, we, have an off, we have an off week in between, don't oh, we? Oh, yeah, Ooh, you're yeah, right. We do. So, oh, I guess benefit is gone, but that's fine. So, Houston, week five, I have them as a loss. I, I think they're, like I mentioned, I think they're going to win our division and also the conference. They are going to be real strong this year. They were weaker last year, um, but they also had a different starting quarterback at the beginning of the year than they ended with. And their starter ended up being this guy, De'Eric King. And he was, there were a few quarterbacks ago for Houston. They had this really quick Really Greg kind Ward. of dual threat. Greg Ward. Yes, yeah. He's very good. And he's he very much like a Greg Ward type. He can yeah. run he fast. He's good. got a pretty good arm. He was really killing it last I year. think we lose, but we play Houston good. We obviously beat them last year. We barely lost them the year before. When they saw Herman yeah. and they saw Greg Ward and Ed Oliver. Mm-hmm. Really good team. That was the year they beat OU and Louisville. So I think we lose. But so I didn't realize we were coming off the bye week. I didn't either. And so that could give us like another week to plan for them. 
kind of draw some stuff up, give some rest. I think by then we definitely have our quarterback situation figured out. Yeah. But by, by the bye week, you definitely should. I think. So that's a game. I think Chad President could have a big game. Why is that? Because I think if you're going to beat Temple, you kind of got to do some kind of weird. Not Temple, sorry. Beat Houston. You got to do some weird stuff. So if we have some packages with President, like running wise, I think that could be yeah. interesting. And I mean, they have like one of the best D tackles, probably the best D tackle. And so if we can run through him, that'll be a good sign for us. Talking about Ed? Ed Oliver, yeah. yeah. So I think we kind of do some trick plays, weird things, president, maybe like um, put him up receiver, end around, throw the ball. Yeah. Chad Dude, president. I would love it. Yeah. So I'm, th- so I'm saying like trick plays, coming off the bye, I think we lose, but I think we play him good. I just want to see the Chad president salute every time he scores a touchdown. I want to see a bunch of presidents. That's my president. Here. Yeah, honestly, shouldn't everybody be saluting him when he scores? I feel like that would make wow, more sense. Wow, great point. As the president. What are we doing? Yeah. Uh, can't we, like, trace the fact that Houston switched quarterbacks because we blew them out last year? Didn't that switch happen, like, in the third Well, they were also, they were, they, were, they were underperforming before that as well. That was probably the catalyst, though, because they lost to one and four or whatever we were at yeah, Tulsa at that point. I just remember reading SB Nation, uh, Underdog Dynasty, about that, and they're like, what the hell was that? Like, <laughs> how the so, so like, that makes like, like what I'm saying, like we're crazy unpredictable. Yeah. That game was the biggest blip. Yeah. Of, was, like, I know. like if you look at like of like a like a chart of our season last year, everything like kind of lines up and makes sense. Yeah, then there's was... the Houston game as this huge just outlier. Yeah. You would actually throw that out because it just doesn't seem like it. It doesn't follows the data. But that's this season. Every game's the Houston game <laughs> this year. Fourteen and zero college football playoff champions. Yeah, I think I think we're gonna head to Houston, and I think we're gonna lose. I think Houston's the second best team in the West, um, you know, after Memphis, and so I don't see us traveling to Houston and beating them there. Yeah, and it's our second away game in a row. It's gonna be it's a tough stretch there. So I don't know. I agree. I think Houston's an L. Did you have them as a win or a loss, Pat? Had them as a loss. Loss. So we yeah. all have them as a loss. Yes. But you had it as kind of closer. Close. Yeah. And I think it's gonna be a blowout. I think if we start well, I think I could change that. But right now, loss. Gotcha. So after Houston, we finally have another home game against South Florida. And South Florida was second in the East last year. They had that crazy, awesome game against Central Florida uh, to make it to the, I think that was to get into the conference championship game. Yeah, yeah. Central Florida beat them to make it. Yeah, that was a, that was a huge game. It was, was, was Thanksgiving so weekend. That was yeah. awesome. That stadium was packed. That, that was like one of the coolest games of the year. Um, so we've got them, but they lost. Uh, Quentin Flowers, who was there like five-year-in-a-row starting quarterback. Uh, they lost their running back. They lost their best receiver. So they have a lot of pieces going away. Uh, apparently, they have some good players coming back in. I don't know who they are, um, but that's just what I've read. But I think we get the win. I think there's too much unpredictability going on against South Florida, at least at this point in the season. Once we get to that game, maybe I'll have a different uh, point of view on that. But I think we beat South Florida and take that win into Arkansas for another win. But I'll get to that in a second. I agree. We beat South Florida. It's yeah. I think we Friday night at TU. That's kind of another one. So it's hard for South Florida to travel. Mm-hmm. Kind of in the middle of the school week. And so we get the extra out. day because we have uh, the Thursday game before that. Yes. So they might have a short week. I don't know if, if when they're playing. Mm-hmm. Why do we have so many weekday games this year? Because they have to fill like Friday Thursday with like foot, college football games on ESPN, and they're not going to give like the big schools that. So they just give us. Yeah. Well, as a season ticket holder, that's just kind of inconvenient for me. Yeah. You hear that ESPN? <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's true. It's a bummer. They're all kind of later, though. 
Well, so you you think it's a loss, Matt? Yeah, I, I do. Um, I mean, part of that is I think South Florida is going to be like the strongest team in the East, and so I think we're going to be a victim to that. Fair. They are. I think they'll be. Str- I think they'll be strong, but I think we'll get the dub. I just thank God we don't play UCF this year. Yeah, man, I know that'd be scary. They'd, they'd probably run all over us. All right, so they're gonna do bad. So they're not gonna win their their side, but I think they're we're, we played South Florida pretty well last season. Yeah, so I think that's another reason. I think we do play them well. Yeah, we did last year. It was like a seven point game. So you think we're gonna beat Arkansas next game? I do. I think we're gonna beat Arkansas. Really, it was kind of similar to what you said with Texas. I really just wanted to pick one of the two and have a win up for either Texas yeah. or Arkansas. I think Arkansas is. We have a lot better chance to beat them. They've got the first-year coach this year, and Chad Morris, who came from SMU, and we know how Chad Morris at least worked at SMU, so we have some kind of idea of what's going on there. They haven't been great in recent years, Arkansas, and so I don't know. Especially if we beat South Florida, we can take that momentum into Arkansas. I think we have a non-zero chance of winning that game. So I'm just gonna take that non-zero and chalk it up as a, as a win. Gonna pull a Matt Rec team here and say we lose. <laughs> um, yeah, I, they're they're gonna be really good. I think I think they'll be better than Texas. Um, and yeah, I think we lose to Arkansas. Matt, yeah, Pat said it for me. Right, <laughs> said, he literally <laughs> said he's picking for me essentially. So I just pulled a Matt Rec team, yeah, well, picking to you to lose, picking yeah. against happiness. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like I want to pick against happiness. I just this is just what my gut's telling me. Um, yeah, again, I don't think this season we're built to go travel to a group of five, not group, power five, okay. power five team. And, power uh, six team, Matt. True. Yeah. Okay, then I, would, <laughs> then I would say that we would lose every road game if that were the case. I don't think we travel to a team in the SEC and beat them on the road. I think that's going to be tough for us this year. I would say maybe next year I would definitely be more optimistic given another year. But I still think we're a little, we got some room to grow. Yeah, I mean, it's, I don't, I don't really think we're going to win that game, but I really hope we do. I think we have a decent chance to. So. We almost did the last time we played them. We, if we didn't have like the worst kicker, I think his name is Daniel Schmidt, <laughs> who eventually got kicked out of TU for cheating, um, <laughs> then I think we would have won that, went, we actually would have won that game because he missed like five field goals. So, and we were, but we were really good that year. I think we get them this year. No, we, I don't think we get them this year, but we get Texas. Sorry. I'm all over the place. It's all right. So, okay. the, the next week's your favorite, right, Pat? Oh, I hate Tulane. So, Tulane is basically all on our corner. They start, are they TU? They're Tulane University, right? Yep. Yeah. They're TU. Start TUL. They have a color based weather phenomenon as a mascot. That's a pretty rare thing. That's supposed to be our thing. And they just, yeah. Ugh! They're all over us. Is a weight? Yeah. Is a weight? That's our rival. I, I, do, I guess because Wichita State doesn't play football, this should be our big rivalry. I, I feel like, well, I, I disagree. I think it which should be SMU for football. But, or, I mean, as a wave, a weather-based phenomenon, this is kind of like the natural. Maybe like a, is it, it's like a water phenomenon better? Yeah. I, it's I, wa- or, are we also rivals with Alabama? Crimson Tide. Oh, <laughs> shit. Yeah. yeah, but isn't that... Crimson Tide just means it's like an algae, right? It's, is it an algae or is it like, oh, like a Civil War thing? I have no idea. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Crimson Tide. That's right. Dude, I mean, Alabama's too scared to schedule us. It's true, man. We've been asking them for years. Yeah, Nick Saban, if you're listening, schedule us. 
Um, yeah, but no, they're all in our territory. Like, and they got like a goofy looking mascot too. Like, I'm looking at the, the little wave right now. Like, we had that. The, you look at you, the Herc, the cloud, uh-huh. like the one that I am on our little logo. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's basically just Herc, but a green wave form. <laughs> so, two lane needs to get off our corner, and we're going to show it this year and beat them at football. I like it. Matt? Yeah, I think we're going to win. Um,. We got blown out by them last year. It was really disappointing because that was Skipper's first game, wasn't yeah, it? I think so. His first start, at least. Yep. Um, and so right. I think I think he's hungry. I think he's hungry to beat Tulane. Somebody should probably feed him. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I think we're going to win. I think we're going to – it'll be, for me, I guess, we're going to have three straight losses. And so I think coming back home at that point, it's going to be a good time to get a win. Yep, that makes sense. I, I don't know, though. I think it's going to be a loss. I think Tulane is a dark horse in our conference this year. They've got a guy coming back at quarterback. They kind of had a dual quarterback system last year, but near the end it was really clearly this guy, Jonathan Banks. He was the starter, and he was the best player. Um, so he's coming back this year. Willie Fritz. Jonathan is... Banks. Sorry, he's like an actor on Breaking Bad. I always think it's funny. He's like a short old guy who was like a really good hitman. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, Mike from Breaking Bad. Yeah. Mike Ehrmantraut. <laughs> um, but yeah, Jonathan Banks, the seven-year-old actor, the starting quarterback for Tulane. He would he would kill people. It would be amazing. <laughs> he's, really, he did kill he's really good at killing people <laughs> on Breaking Bad yeah. and Better Call Saul. So, yeah. Nice. Yeah, so I don't know. Uh, even though he's such a badass character on Breaking Bad, I don't think um, that we can hold him, uh, And even though he's old and stuff. But yeah, <laughs> so Tulane, I think they beat us. Um, they're, they killed us last year. I think that's going to be in our heads a little bit this year. Maybe that means we'll come back and get the win. But Jonathan Banks and then Willie Fritz coming in, and he's got, a, I think this is his third year at Tulane now, and they've gotten better every year. And he's doing something good over there. So I think they're going to be too much for us to handle. But I think we take that win, that loss against Tulane. Next week, we've got homecoming against UConn, and I think that's clearly going to be a win. I think UConn's on the downtrend, even with a second-year guy in quarter at their head coach. Um, yeah, UConn's like the only team worse than us, like projected, right? I think so. And East Carolina. Not, oh, East Carolina. Not yeah. by uh, not by the coaches. The coaches have they got more. East, UConn got like four more points than we did. Oh, we really? Don't, we yeah. get no respect. It's unbelievable. I want to talk about this podcast, but East Carolina is not a real place. We'll touch on that later. <laughs> yeah, I was. I would say I was like incredibly surprised that we're ranked below UConn. I mean, we did lose to them last year, which was really depressing. Uh, I think we're gonna win. I think TU plays homecoming really strong, especially the last couple of years. Um, I mean, yeah, before we beat Tulane, it was like we had lost three straight years, but now I think we're on a winning streak. So I think we blow Con- Connecticut out of the water. Also, if NCAA, if you're listening, please start scheduling home games during Oktoberfest so we can combine <laughs> Oktoberfest and Homecoming. Because people aren't going to come to Homecoming. They're going to come for Oktoberfest. <laughs> so yeah, if you combine true. them, then we'll actually have like a sold-out stadium probably, and that'll be cool. So please, that's all I ask. Back in the good old days. That's all I ask. Yeah, every, every, when we were in school, every year it was, it was Homecoming Oktoberfest. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so okay. Next week, we've got three games left. We've got Memphis... And they are the one, team that's projected to win the West and compete in the conference championship. And they lose Riley Ferguson at quarterback, and they keep their coach. I can't remember his name right now. Uh, but, it's not Justin Fuentes, but it's the guy after him. Yeah, but he's really good. He had an offer to go to some big Power Five school, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. he turned it down. Yeah, he, he like didn't want to go. Huh, interesting. Um, yeah, but I think they're still going to be too good. They have a lot of good returning players, so I think that's a loss. I do too. 
It's one of the few losses I have this year, but I don't see us. Yeah, they're going to be really good. And we could, if we're like kind of like we were two years ago, it could be like the Navy-Houston game where we play it close and get screwed. <laughs> um, but I think, yeah, it's going to be really hard for us to beat Memphis, especially at Memphis. Yep. Yep, I agree. I think it's going to be a loss. That's like it. Okay, so second to last game of the year, Navy. Uh, we have not had... Have we ever beaten Navy? Not since we've been in the same conference. Yeah. Maybe not ever. I haven't... Yeah, I mean, gosh, they've just been always tough. I have them as a loss again this year. They've got starter quarterback Malcolm Perry. Uh, he kind of came in at the end of the year last year. Zach Abbey was their starter last year, and he was, like, mediocre, and they still had a good season. Um, so I think with Malcolm Perry coming in, he's going to be a lot better. Big upgraded quarterback for them and can never beat Ken, their head coach. So he's I think fan. they're going to be Big too fan. much for us. I think we beat them. Yeah, I changed my mind on this a lot, but I think we beat Navy. Uh, my reasoning? So it is, I don't know what their schedule is. So it's the Saturday, though, before Thanksgiving. It's also the Saturday immediately after Veterans Day. I know, because the NCAA <laughs> hates us. But so that's... Yeah. Maybe that was just TU, but we get off school, so those camps would always be so empty yeah, because everybody's gone. So, but I mean, Navy, they're a lot more passionate fans um, in that sense. So, but I think we kind of break this curse. I'm kind of tired of losing to Navy. I think we beat them this year. I think our run to defense would be a lot better because we're bigger in the inside and we got like better linebackers. And I mean, they all they do is run. Yeah, that's true. Matt? Uh, I don't think this is the year we beat Navy. I think. That, I don't know, Navy just throws something that we never see anybody else throw at us, right? Yeah, but I mean, we play them like five years now, and it's not like the, it's like the wishbone. Yeah, it's the same system every year. They don't really change it, they just change their their personnel. It is hard to stop, though. Yeah, I don't think we're going to stop them this year. Um, Especially, I mean, I don't know. This one, I feel like, is the biggest, like disadvantage of being at the road because you play at a military academy i feel like you might not get some of the calls that could be 50 50 yeah stuff like that like uh brubaker being down or whatever the quarterback that was awful that was bs but yeah i think it's gonna be a loss um and so the next week though i think we win yeah, Boomtown dude, showdown. the Boom. biggest and best game of the year is our last game of the season. I'm so hyped. I actually have this as the game that gets us bowl eligible. So it's SMU. I'm bowl eligible like week six. <laughs> yeah, but it's SMU. We have them at home. It's the Boomtown Showdown. We need to bring that name back. I want a named rivalry in football, please. That's not the whatever you you were when talking it's about. It's the battle of the color-based water phenomenons. <laughs> yeah. It rolls off the tongue, guys. Yeah. Like it's too late. Can, can we do a so. three-way trophy like between Alabama, Tulane, and Tulsa? I yeah, like that could get a lot of traction. Yeah, so I think it's it's water-based phenomenons, not weather-based. I bet there's some there's another team we can find. Or just like find the that up for next another week. one like would the Port, be the... like the Portland State purple tsunamis or something. <laughs> yeah. Another rivalry could just be the TU, whatever, the TU title, you know, for against yeah. Temple University, Tulane University, University of Tulsa, three TUs. Who's the real one? Us. Yeah, I know. Yeah, no, it's us. But yeah, I have SMU as a win. They're going to be strong this year, too. Um, they have a bunch of returners. Their quarterback is their biggest one, Ben Hicks, and he's going to be real solid. 
but I think, I don't know. I am never going to pick us losing to SMU, so I've got them as a win in the Boomtown Showdown. I think we, so we always kind of have like that one weird win, like Houston last year. I think SMU could be that this year. If besides my other like four ones that I previously said, <laughs> SMU is going to be the weird one. Yeah. Because not, they, like, they, they not Texas. <laughs> well, realistic or either that or Navy, but like so, like kind of like the Houston of last year. I think it's SMU because I think they'll be decent, but I think like like they come here and we for some reason just blow them out. I mean, last year we were a ridiculous call away from winning that game. Oh yeah, uh, the was, Hobbs Hobbs' is high step. His high step, <laughs> which was looked more like a stutter than anything. It was the kind of it was terrible. Was, yeah, pretty sure I screamed at the TV about that one because <laughs> Matt does so not scream stupid. about many things. Yeah, but I screamed about that call because it was so bad. Uh, and so I think I think we win this year. Um, although, yeah, the last two seasons. SMU's played us pretty well. They beat us last year, and then we went to overtime in 16. Had a trademark. Dane Evans ran it into the end zone for the win. Oh, my think, gosh. That so happened, awesome. That happened like twice, yeah. right? I hope, I hope Token's girlfriend isn't listening to this. That's like the happiest Token's ever been. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably true. Uh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> sorry, Emma. So, yeah, I think we uh, end the season on a high note, which is good going into 2019. But I think our season ends right there because I have us finishing at five and seven. And according to Matt, I'll be sleeping in a dog bed. But no, we're going eight and four, and Matt sleeping in that dog bed, not me. <laughs> eight and four, seven and five. You said Matt? No, five and five seven, seven. And I had it six and six. All right, so that's predictions for the season. Let's all let's both do, uh, or all three of us do, kind of a bold prediction and then a breakout player. We're running a little bit long, so we'll do those two and then close it out. Sound good? Yeah. Yep. All right. Am I going to touch on your favorite uniform? Uh, we, we might. We might talk about that. We'll see. Uh, but, so let's do kind of a bold prediction, each of us. Mine, I kind of already said. Actually, I don't really have a good one. For, one of them I already said was we beat Arkansas, um, which is bold, but I already talked about that. But I think we beat them with their first-year coach, Chad Morris. And then, ah, oh, thank you. That's going to sound <laughs> weird on the show. That's right. Yeah. yeah. That's I'm going to start over. Like, oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna, we're going to start this over. So good. Uh, so what did I say? Bold predictions. I'm just gonna start at. Um, start bold predictions. Yeah. Um, so let's all do a bold prediction. My bold prediction is that we beat Arkansas. I already mentioned that one time, but I think we beat them under Chad Morris. And I I said that's like a chance, very low chance of happening, but I think there is a real shot that we do that. So my bold prediction is we beat them. My second kind of half one. I don't know if it counts as a bold prediction. Is that Shamari Brooks leads the conference or the FBS? Um, which would be and FBS and would be huge. Case. There's a lot of good running backs like Bryce Love at Stanford and the guy at Wisconsin. So it's like if he led the yeah. FBS, that would be huge. I mean, I think the combination of Brooks having a big breakout year with our offensive line being the best in our conference and our conference being kind of historically bad at defense. Yeah, and we have like a good backup running back. Like Taylor's all right, but he's not like. It's yeah. gonna be. They're gonna it's lean the Brooks. Show. Brooks. Yeah. yeah, I think he's got. I mean, it's a it's a far cry from happening, but. There's, that's my bold my bold predictions that he leads the FBS in rushing yards. I already talked about my first bold prediction was UCF not repeating as conference champion, not even division champion. Uh, I just am curious to see how quickly the Mizzou guy, you know, transitions into UCF and their system. I know he's supposed to be like really good against bad teams, and then like plays really poorly against teams they're not supposed to beat. So yeah, we'll see how that is in a conference that is a slight step down from the SEC. Hardly. Um, yeah. Maybe better. 
But my bold prediction for Tulsa is more of a, I guess, over-under type thing. Uh, I would say that we have six or more punt returns this year. Ooh. Hot take. Like it. Any of them for a touchdown? Mm, one for a touchdown. One for a touchdown. Keon Stokes gets one touchdown. I can see it. I can see Stokes doing it. It'd be awesome. So, obviously, I think we're going like at least 8 and 4 this year. Probably 13, 14 and now. It's not <laughs> a lot of bold predictions. <laughs> one, I think so. I think we have four guys make the all um, American conference team. Right now, I think it'd be Brooks, Hobbs, um, one of the linemen, I'd say Bowling, and McKinley Whitfield. I think we average over 40 points a game. Oh, my God. That'd so, back to two years ago, we averaged 42. That was seventh in the nation. Yeah. And, like I said, to tie on to that, I think Brooks will have a great year. And I think Skipper will have over 20 touchdown passes. And that's a part of it. So, I think we'll average wins right. 40 and let up less than 30. <laughs> that's a really... I, so, I have a lot of faith in this defense with their size, but that could be... That one could bite me, because they were so bad last year. Right. Cool. Yeah, I'm trying to look at how many games we let up less than 30. I think it was... Last like, year? I think it was, like, it the ones was, with us under 20. I think it was two or three, maybe. Yeah, it was two games. Nice. New Mexico, we gave up 16. Still lost. That was and amazing. That South is... Florida, we only gave up yeah. 27, but we still lost. Oh, no, so then three, because uh, Houston... Oh, yeah, because they were 17. So we yeah. won one of the games. Times that by four, oh. make that 12. All, all on 30. <laughs> all right, let's do a breakout player. And my breakout player I have is Seth Boomer. Uh, I am on Team Boom. I think Skipper starts the season. He's the starter. But I think at some point, whether it's because of injury or just Seth comes in as the starter, I think he, he kind of gets a chance to show what he's made of and – Shows that he's going to be the next Dane Evans. I think Keelan Stokes is going to have a big year. If he gets touches, um, he might not get as many touches as I want, but I think when he touches the ball, he'll make big plays. So I have him as my breakout player. like it. Matthew? Um, Yeah, so I'm going to go in a little different direction. I'm going to say that Thomas Bennett, returning punter, has a much better season than he did last year. Uh, just based on our rankings from last year, it looks like our punt efficiency was like 118th in the nation. Yeah. I don't think that's going to be the case this year. Because we're not going to punt because we score two <laughs> So it's naturally going to be lower. No, but I think he's going to do much better this year. Um, and I think that's going to be a key factor for us so that we can win the field position battle. So that's the... Very much like to see him, you know, dominate the the punters. I guess whatever awards they have, <laughs> something out there. I know. All right, so let's close it there. Uh, we we're really excited about the show, and we're really excited about two athletics. We hope you all are too. Uh, if you have feedback for the show or have something you want us to talk about, you can connect with us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Golden Hurricast, or you can send us an email at thegoldenhurricast at gmail Thanks for listening, everybody, and we'll talk to you next week. Stay golden. Hurricanes. Stay gold. Hurricast. Hurricast.